podcast where it allows you to have a coaching clinic in your pocket. I want to welcome everybody to Foundation Friday number three. In our first Foundation Friday, we talked about your first team meeting and the overall impression and and tone you want to set in that first team meeting. In the second Foundation Friday, we talked about uh, your coaches meeting and some of the things that you could or should be talking about with your coaching staff. Foundation Friday number three, it's all about the individual meeting. That is the third step that I believe is really important. You've, you've introduced yourself to the team. Now you've gotten some background with the coaches. Now it's time to sit down and talk to all of your players. And when I say all of your players, I mean all of them. If, if you're going to talk to one player, and if you're going to organize that, uh, this is the number one I can tell you as a coach, as a parent, as an observer of things. You can't pick and choose who you want to talk to. Um, you have to make a commitment that if you're going to have individual meetings with players, you need to have a meeting with every single player in your program. If you do that, if you have a meeting or if you set up a meeting program where you're going to have these individual meetings and then you just kind of pick and choose who you're going to talk to um, or you talk to two-thirds of the team. I'm telling you right now uh, that whatever group of kids that you don't uh, that you don't talk to they are going to feel written off right then and there and you've lost them. So it is tedious. I'm going to say this right away coaches. It is tedious. It is time-consuming. Uh, when I was a head coach, we had individual team meetings in the spring, exit interviews, and we had individual meetings in the fall to get ready for the upcoming season. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort, uh, it takes a lot of energy, but it is invaluable to maintain the pulse of your team. And I can directly correlate seasons in which we may have struggled with some internal issues to where our internal meetings were not as good as they could have been. Um, when you sit down in these meetings, I think you have a, a three-step priority. I think you discuss the family with the player first. I think you discuss their academics second, and then you get to basketball. Um, each player has a story, and you need to be ready to listen to that story. Not one of us walking this earth are different from anybody else, or everybody's different from everybody else, all seven, eight billion of us are different and we all have our own journey and so you need to listen to that story and you need to let them talk and the less you talk and the more you encourage your um, players to talk the better you're going to be. I think it's important that you have some sort of questionnaire um, fill, uh, to have the players fill out before they come in just so that there is a, uh, a baseline uh, starting point with everything and that's kind of up to you you know you can keep it pretty generic what are your goals this upcoming season what do you think how you know how did your summer go let's say we're talking about fall meetings how did your summer go did you think you got better uh and, and you can get really specific um i think we're going to talk about we're, we are going to divide this up though into two groups um when we talk about the individual meeting we're going to talk about who you perceive to be your leaders and who you perceive to be your followers. Now, when I say followers, the followers need to be great followers, 
but your leaders need to develop those followers into great leaders so that they can take over and be the leaders once those current leaders are no longer playing for you. You know, Coach Kwasniak talked about this uh, with the with the military example of, of his program and, and how important, important he views um, the voting of captains and the point system that he uses there, um, and which I think was a great idea. That's something I'm definitely going to copy from him. Um, when you talk to your leaders, your perceived leaders, I think the biggest thing that you imply to them is there's two things. What makes a great leader? And you need to narrow this. What are the qualities that make a great leader? And you need them to divide, define that to you. And you need to emphasize to them that you need to be the example. You need to be the one that shows up early, stays late, eats right, does the workouts, is in positive, has, has positive energy. Um, those are the things that you emphasize to your leaders. With your followers, you need to ask them why they believe person X, Y, or Z is a leader. What, what about them uh, makes them believe that person X, Y, and Z is a leader? I think you ask the leaders, you know, somebody that you may perceive to be a leader. I know I made this mistake. I believe that uh, at certain times this person was a leader when actually they were, they were a follower or not a very good leader. And there were players who I thought, gosh, you know, they're just kind of here or whatever. And they were very, very well uh, respected and, and, and could have, uh, with the right grooming, been a much better leader. Um, we always get into um, the discussion, and, and obviously uh, we're all here for the same purpose, and the, and the players are here to play. Uh, there's not very many players that say, hey, you know what, uh, I can't wait to sit on the bench. No, every player who's coming out for a sport or activity uh, wants to have a chance to play. And sometimes our viewpoint as coaches as to, well, this is how much you're going to play and what their expectations are, um, that's not a good thing. I had one year uh, where we where we did an exercise, you know, how do you view yourself? Uh, varsity, starter, sub, off the bench, uh, JV, freshman, so forth, down the line. Um, I had 10 kids that viewed themselves as varsity starters and 10 kids, 10 other kids that viewed themselves as varsity players coming off the bench. Uh, you do the math, folks. Uh, that is not good. <laughs> and, and, and we had, you know, without coincidence, uh, we had some struggles with some chemistry that season. Um, so I think there's two things, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, I'm directly copying this from two of the best coaches in America, but I know this is something that I have adopted. Uh, the first one uh, comes from Shaka Smart. Uh, he says, does our relationship depend on how much I play you? And I think that's a question that you point blank ask your players, especially your fringe players. Um, you know, does our relationship depend on how much I play you? Um, and I think that's a hard question that kids are going to have to answer themselves if they say, Coach, you know, I'm in this, you know, through thick or thin. Um, you know, but that's something you can, you know, if you have a kid that says that and they follow through with it, that's great. Uh, if you don't, you know, or if there's a hesitation with that, you know, that's something that you're probably going to need to address. And, you know, if the players are thinking that, coaches, let's be honest, 
there's probably some discussions at the dinner table about the same thing, and that might be something that you might be, uh, you know, have to keep an eye on as the season goes along. The other quote uh, that comes from uh, Brad Stevens here uh, when he talks about playing time. Uh, my door is always open to talk about playing time. If you want to talk about playing time, be prepared for the truth. And I've been in that situation as well where I've had to tell a kid, uh, you know, multiple players, you know, this is where you think you are. This is where I see you are. I'm not being mean. You know, it was never raising your voice or, or mocking them. It's just, I see you here. I see player X, Y, and Z ahead of you. Uh, you are here on the depth chart and... Unless something else happens, you are probably not going to play very much uh, when the lights go on. And they have to be prepared to hear that cold, hard truth. And I think in that situation, that's the tough part about coaching. But you need to be open. You need to be honest. You need to be um, encouraging um, that, hey, we still need, you still have a role. Uh, here's what you can do to help the, the team uh, do well. Uh, some kids are going to be open to that. Hey, you know what? My role is to make player X the best player that I can be every day in practice, and my name's not going to be in the local newspaper. But you know what? My my teammates, my coaches, my, my parents, uh, everybody associated with the program knows how important I am to the program. Um, you're usually not going to have a lot of problems with your team chemistry with your players 1 through 7 or 8 ish, you know, depending on the situation. It's players 8 through 12 where the issues come through. And it's important that you have a role, an encouraging role, a positive role for those kids. And you need, But you also have to be honest and you have to spell out that role to those players, all right? Um, I think that you can have conversations about negotiables and non-negotiables during these one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings. For example, um, Here's, you know, a, a couple of things we can negotiate about. Uh, how many days are we going to practice this week? How long are we going to practice? Um, you know, Coach, uh, our legs are, are pretty dead. Um, you know, we need to go light. And that, and that's developing great relationship. That's If you're a high school coach, uh, you, you see uh, a leader walking down the hallway, hey, uh, player X, uh, how's everybody feeling? How are we doing? Here's kind of what I'm thinking for practice today. What do you think of this? Bad idea, good idea, you know, and you got to be honest. And if they give you feedback and if you're thinking, hey, I really want to get after it for an hour and a half today and, and we're going to go full court and we're going to do this and that and the other thing. And your your team leader says, coach, uh, we're really worn out. It's it's late January. We got a we got a bunch of people that are not feeling good. We got a we got a bunch of test people are stressing out about academics and stuff like that. Uh, we're you know we're kind of struggling right now. You need to listen to that. You need to adjust your plans. Uh, that may be what you want, but you're going to have to negotiate that a little bit with your players and be aware of that. Now, I certain you know certainly you have your negotiables, you have your non-negotiables. You know, sprinting back on defense is a non-negotiable. Your effort is non-negotiable. How much you compete. If we're going to go for an hour and it's going to be all shooting drills and non-contact, you know what? We're still competing real hard for an hour in those shooting drills. You know, things like that. Um, I really think, and you make this clear to your players early in these individual meetings, the best coaches are willing to fight for their culture even if it costs them a victory. Uh, one of the most impressive things I've seen in coaching 
was at a boys basketball game about four or five years ago and it was a high intensity game and the best player on one of the teams got a technical foul with two or three minutes left in regulation and the coach's rule is you get a technical foul you're sitting for the rest of the game coach not only set him for regulation uh he ended up sitting the entire overtime game went to overtime and and they ended up winning um but i was really really impressed by that that he was going to hold true to his culture and what he believed was right in a matchup this was a division one player that this happened to d1 kid that gets a technical foul in this high leverage game and and the coach stuck with it and i thought hey that's a guy who is willing to fight for his culture even if it costs him a victory uh last thing on these individual meetings and this is not thing you know maybe not something you should go over in the individual meeting but just keep in mind when you're dealing with individuals um some things some simple things that you can say to your kids uh that'll be very productive with dealing with individuals you need to let your players know that you are loved and we've used that word love before here on the podcast you are loved hey have fun love the game no matter what you know what uh, go out there, have fun. You are loved. All right. It's okay to fail. Basketball is a game of mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. Um, it's okay to fail. Learn from your failures. Try not to repeat your failures, but it's okay to fail. Uh, smile. Have a good time. Like I said, uh, and perhaps the biggest thing, uh, just four words. I believe in you. And sometimes, especially with kids today, with all the pressures that they have on them there is a belief by a lot of young people that they don't think that there are a lot of people that believe in them if you can constantly give them that message that i believe in you in these individual meetings in these individual discussions in the hallways in these individual discussions in the middle of practice while there's a little lull during a water break your players are really going to go to battle for you so um that's it for the third session of foundation friday uh follow us on twitter a pen and a napkin uh, if you got any questions or any comments, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, give us five stars. We would love that. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. I want to thank everybody for listening here to Foundation Friday number three. I want to wish everybody good luck and coaches. Continue to work on your craft one day at a time.